0: both nationally and internationally, to all ages and gender. She has a plethora of messages on many issues, experiences, and situations of life from God's perspective. Get ready to be transformed as you listen to this message by God's anointed handmaiden, Adelaide hewitt mills
1: Thank God so much for the blessing of being here. Amen. Amen. We thank God for your lives, and it's beautiful. I see you have a very beautiful church. Amen. It's a mega place, and I'm, I'm still taking it in slowly. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. But it's good to see all of you, and especially on the occasion, daughter, you can make it. Man. I believe it's a powerful meeting. I always look forward to daughter meetings. Lady Pastor Adelaide is one of my favorite preachers really of all time. I, I just love listening to her. You know, many of her preachings face me, but <laughs> but I really get blessed and I don't know why it's just daughter you can make it, but when you come into the meetings you realize it's actually sons are actually making it even more. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is going to visit us mightily. This is one of the great things God has given us in the Lighthouse Chapel, which is the daughter You Can Make It convention. Amen. 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 And let's continue to believe in it and support it and let God do what he wants to do with it. Amen. Amen.
2: Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Daughters. You it. Hallelujah. It's good Amen. to be here. Amen. Amen. I said, let me,
3: you know, go over to Toronto and be a part of this meeting. Oh. Hallelujah i didn't want to miss out at all on anything i'm glad i came i bring you greetings from chicago amen Amen. and the rest of america hallelujah i believe the brethren are doing well and they send their love to you all this
2: afternoon without much ado i want to introduce to you the first lady of the lighthouse chapel international who is a lady pastor she's a minister of the word of god I have sat under her feet at many meetings and I believe that what I am today is as a result of those meetings. She preaches the pure, unadulterated word of God. She preaches the rich word of God. I know she loves the word of God and how I know is this, in any meeting she reads a lot of scriptures and verses. Today, I hope you brought your Bible. Because a lot of power and life and the spirit of God is coming your way. The word of God is a double-edged sword that pierces even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. It is able to discern the thoughts and intents of your heart. So that thing that is deep seated in your heart this afternoon, God is here to deal with it such that you will be blessed. And he has chosen no other vessel this afternoon than the lady pastor Adelaide Heward Mills to come and minister unto us.
4: Come on, there's no God, there's no God like Jehovah. 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 Jehovah. Come on, let's go. We're going that way. Come on, let's go. One, two, one, two, three. Yeah, there's no God. There's no God. There's no God. Woo! Let's go. Yeah, there's no God. 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 Come on, come on, come on, come on. One, two, three. For the last time. There's no God like Jehovah. 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 No God like Jehovah. Let's go. One, two, three. Yeah, there's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. No God like Jehovah. Oh.
3: Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Jesus. Shall we pray? Oh, Father, thank you so much for the privilege of being a vessel that you can use. And thank you so much that on your calendar, your children should gather today to receive a word from your presence. I pray that you will cleanse this vessel. I pray that you will set this vessel apart solely for your purpose. I pray that your will will be done. I pray that the words that I speak, they shall be spirit and they shall be life. I pray that it shall be the unadulterated Word of God. I pray that it shall be that Word that has a double-edged sword to divide spirit and soul, O God, and bones and marrow, and pierce through, O God, our very souls. I pray that your people with with meekness will receive your Word, the engrafted Word of God, so that our souls may be saved, O God so that our lives may be more like jesus yes, so that the purpose of jehovah may be fulfilled yes, let your word have free course lord yes, let your word be glorified yes, lord. lord grant me utterance oh god yes, cause me to speak as of the oracles of god thank you for the anointing and thank you for grace hallelujah, hallelujah. Please help We are in Canada today. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But we are very excited to be here. I'm very excited. And I thank God for opening the door for me to be here this year. I want to encourage you that if you give him your all, it doesn't matter if it's five loaves and two fish. He's able to multiply. He just wants your all. Amen. Now I also want to encourage you in your work here. Thank you for being a light in this part of the world. Amen. Amen. I want to also salute your G.O., the very Reverend Joel Obobisa. And his wife. Amen. Who have been a pillar and a support. And all the pastors here and their wives, you know, anytime I'm going to a lighthouse branch, I don't have to think, you know, how would they be? How will the atmosphere... It's not part of my thoughts. Because I know that the love is genuine. Yeah. I, I once went to minister in a church and so many lady pastors and pastors' wives went with me. And the pastor of the church's wife asked me in confidence that these people following you, are they real? And I said, they are very real. Yeah. Yeah. So did you tell them to come with you? Because I was showing surprise and that. I said, No. I didn't even know they knew my schedule, but before I knew, they had worn their wooden crosses and their black jackets <laughs> and they were there. And I think that something was stirred up in that church because by the time we were leaving, all the people coming to the tape desk were introducing themselves, I'm lady pastor this, I'm lady. they are not lady pastors, but they decided to aspire to be, you know women, maybe just the dressings, so, oh, it's a powerful thing. <laughs> So I thank God for genuine, loving women and men who stand with us. And I want to thank you also on behalf of the bishop. Amen. And um, I believe that God will be with us in these few hours that we'll be here. I want to encourage you to open your heart for God to minister to you. Don't let this time be in vain. Because when you go on other things, vacation, funeral, you spend time. And you don't even look at your watch. I pray that you will become spiritual. And that you will invest in spiritual things. Amen. That God will bless you. So Pastor Andy, Pastor Larry, Pastor Pina, now their wives. Pastor Kojo, who has incapacitated his wife. (laughs)
4: Laura.
3: Everybody, thank God for your lives. Amen but daughter you can make it amen Amen. this year also we have had the privilege of going to the caribbean which was also another experience for us you know and it opened my eyes to the number of islands in that place some of which you haven't heard the names you know and some people were not lighthouse people about 10 women and their pastor's wife flew from Antigua to be at the meeting with us. Why? Because they said they had read the bishop's book. And they felt that if it's the bishop's book, then the women's ministry will also be powerful, so they came. You know, and at the end of the conference, the testimonies they gave, I could not understand what they were saying. But they were saying that something had happened to them. They had been transformed. And the pastor's wife, who is a bit older, was saying that her ministry has changed and that she's taking what she had seen there, in the spirit of it, to Antigua. So you never know what God would use. We also have an invitation to minister, to have a daughter who can make a convention at the Insawam Women's uh, Maximum Security Prison. And um, one of the guys in my ministry said to me, Sister Mommy, I want to sew daughter clothes for all the women. And he has. He has. So we'll be going in September. You know, he bought the fabric, he paid for the sewing, and we are ready to move. So God has been faithful to us. Amen. I want to share with you this morning (laughs) on a story that we all know about. You are my sister. You are my sister. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Ruth, which is just after Judges. Just after Judges. You are my sister. You are my sister. Are we there? Now it came about in the days when the judges gathered that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem in Judah went to surgeon in the land of Moab with his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Marlon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem in Judah. Now they entered the land of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. And they took for themselves Moabite women, as wives. The name of the one was Opa, and the name of the other Ruth, and they lived there about ten years. Then both Malon and Chileon also died, and the woman was bereft of her two children and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the land of Moab, for she had heard in the land of Moab that the Lord had visited his people in giving them food. So she departed from the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. And Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, "Go, return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. May the Lord grant that you may find rest in the house of each of her husband, in the house of her husband." Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said to her, "No." but we will surely return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Return, my daughters, why should I go with you? Why should you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Return, my daughters, go, for I am too old to have a husband. If I said I have hope, if I should even have a husband tonight, and also bear sons, would you therefore wait until they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it is harder for me than for you. For the hand of the Lord has gone forth against me. And they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Opa kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Then she said, Behold, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people. And her gods return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you. Or turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there, I will be buried. Thus may the Lord do to me. And worse, if anything but death, parts you and me. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. So they both went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came about when they had come to Bethlehem that all the city was stirred because of them. And the woman said, Is it Naomi? Trust women to make a comment. And she said to them, Do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has witnessed against me and the Almighty? has afflicted me so Naomi returned and with her Ruth the Moabitess her daughter-in-law who returned from the land of Moab and they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest Amen. amen now it is often said that no two women can dwell peaceably together and it is often said that if another woman is suffering then it will come from another woman. If another woman is having problems in her marriage, it will be because of another woman. In Ghana, if a widow is suffering, it is likely to be the sister-in-law. You see, one of my friends, her husband passed away. And she's been having a few battles. And every time I ask her, so who is the one doing this? My sister-in-law. But on the outside, she's very sweet. But on the inside, she's working fully. And I said, this is your sister-in-law. Is she not married? She's married. Does she not have children? She has children. But she does not feel for you. And we women don't have bazookas, card missiles, patriot missiles. We don't have those things. But our weapons are powerful. And our weapons are often carnal. But they are mighty. In a very negative way. Amen. But I think that we can come to the place where women really hold up each other and women really have healthy relationships. If you want to divide a church or to destroy it, just give the work to women. Not the pastor. Not the worship leader. But the women themselves, there are few quibbles and scribbles oh. will destroy the church. Somebody told me in Ghana, I've left your branch in this place. I said, Why have you left the branch? It's because there's a guy, the pastor's wife. She was my very good friend. She flows, she blesses me, we move, you know. Then something happened. I don't know what. She never told me. And that is how women are. Whenever you ask your wife what is wrong and she says nothing, you are in trouble. So sometimes you must be thankful for the times when you ask what is wrong and she talks. It means you haven't reached the bad part yet. But when you get to the bad part, what is wrong? Nothing. She's saying in her head that should you ask such a question? Should you not know And it means that whatever it is, it's is 1st year. And he said that it even came to a point she had a baby or a birthday, I think a baby. And he sent her a gift and the pastor's wife sent it back to him with no explanation. So I didn't say much to this brother, but I thought, but this is not what we teach at called by his side. And since I know this pastor's wife personally, I am going to call her to ask. And then I started to think, but what if she calls the brother to emphasis him? The brother didn't leave, the other lady left. You know, how will I handle it? I said, I would tell her that I know that you will go and face him, so don't. But such a person, the sheep are going But even the pastor is not aware. Or even if he's aware, he cannot control what is happening. But two can dwell together. Jesus said that when he comes, The lion and the sheep, the lamb, they will dwell together. So God can bring us to that place. When the presence of God comes, lions and sheep and lambs must be able to dwell together. Amen. And oftentimes, God sends us relationships with each other to bless our lives and to enrich our lives. But we don't see that. And so we destroy the very things that could be a blessing to us. Now, when you look at the story that we read, you see, most of the time the people that God sends your way, it will come in a seemingly natural way. This is what I always say. Because whenever something is supernatural, it takes the natural for the super for the supernatural to occur. Yeah. Amen. So the the reason why Naomi came to the place in the first place was farming. A very natural reason, hunger. Something that you don't need to be anointed to feel. Everybody feels it. And she also came because her husband said, there's no food here, we are moving. So she just moved in a natural simile. But God had a schedule. And God had a plan. Amen. And when she came, her husband died. And she had two sons. And these two sons married. And when they married, they married these Moabites, That is Ruth and Oppa. You would have said they were of age, so they just married. You know, the woman at the well, she was just performing a natural chore, going to the well to fetch water, everything you do every day. But God is in all those places. And our encounters with God will often be in seemingly natural, normal, and we often miss on the supernatural because we think like Elijah, that God will come in the wind, in the strong wind, in fire, but a still small voice. It's often the way that God will come. And a voice is a natural thing. But when you see thunder, you say, hey, this one is not orchestrated by man. But a voice is a human thing. But God uses these things to arrest us and, and to meet us. But we don't recognize it. Even you're being in this church. So this one invited me and I just came. But it's not like that. You know? Even meeting my husband, I have come to see that it wasn't just Oh, I just met him and then I fell in love and then my daughter is laughing and winking, you know, (laughs) but I think that it was all divine. I believe it and I can see God's hand. Amen. So often the people that God brings into your lives, they will come in seemingly natural and ordinary ways and that is why you treat them as ordinary. And that's why you treat your relationships as ordinary. Oh, this one she should go. If she's angry, she should move. If she's there, she should go to the left. If she's And the Bible says that, you know, when we take communion and all that, we fall sick and we die because we don't descend the body. And I think that we also don't descend the body in terms of the members of the body of Christ. We don't descend them. And that's why, when someone you just wave your if you are going go if you are doing this because you don't descend the body, even if it's a toe, it is a sacred part of Christ's body. And we have to descend the body. And when we don't descend the body, then we have sickness and death and other things because we don't respect the members of the body of Christ. You know, we feel that oh, listen, what clout does she have? What can she do to me? She should go, but she is the body of Christ. And she makes all the difference. Yes. So may we descend the body. Yes. Amen. Amen. So God will use seemingly natural ways and natural things to bless your life with relationships. Now as God blesses you with these relationships, the people that God sends your way, sometimes they are very actions and all that will rather push you away. Because Naomi was telling them, go, don't come with me. It's okay. Then she brought 25 reasons why when you follow me, it will not be well with you. You know, it says that I cannot have sons now. And even if I was to marry again and have sons, how would they grow up? You know, to become husbands to you. And I mean, why would you follow me? And says, it grieves me for your sake, that the hand of the Lord has gone against me. And she kept telling them, go away. And not just telling them, entreating them. So Ruth said at a point, entreat me not to leave you. So many times, the very relationships that God, the very sister that God brings, the very spiritual mother that God brings, that relationship will also seem to push you away. And if you don't see supernatural, she says I shouldn't come. When I'm coming, she's talking a lot. Uh, go back. Go to your gods. Go and have husbands. Every time she's pushing me away. I don't see that I'm encouraged in the relationship. There's no encouragement. She should just go. But it's not like that. Oh, but if you see it as a supernatural encounter, yeah. you will see beyond the things that are happening yeah. around you. Yeah. And every relationship will be tested. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's two angels marrying. Or two spirits. Unfortunately, we are spirit, but we dwell in the flesh, That's right. That's right. and every relationship will have worth its salt. Will have its own things that can happen. Right. And if you say that, eh, as to me, I don't like relationships with trials. I don't like relationships with heartaches. I mean, I, I don't struggle. You know, if I want to flow, I flow. If you don't flow, I also don't flow. You know, Moses's law: a knife for a an knife and a tooth for a tooth. Amen. Find somewhere and go. After all, what? Oftentimes, the sister, the person that God sends to your life may be a supernatural blessing. But you will have the privilege of seeing the humanness of that person. And when you see the humanness of that person, it may tempt you to turn away. Because Naomi was a woman of God, she had introduced God to Ruth and Opa, you know, because they said, your God will be my God. So she had introduced that God to them. But at this time, she says that it grieves me, for the hand of the Lord has gone against me. And she says, the Lord has afflicted me. And she says, don't call me Naomi, call me bitterness. Naomi means pleasantness. She says, don't call me pleasantness, call me Mara, call me bitterness. Because the Lord has dealt harshly with me. So the person that God blesses you with, the spiritual mother whoever, is also human. And has scars. And has wounds. And has things that she may not seem to be able to overcome. Why? Because she's not God. There's a greater power at work. But it doesn't make her less anointed. Amen. It doesn't make her less spiritual. It's just that she also has her moments. She also has her moments when she cannot see the hand of God. She also has a moment when her very identity is changing because of what she has been through. And many women define themselves by what they've been through. And the world also defines you by what you've been through. That is why blind Bartimaeus, he is still well, but we call him blind Bartimaeus. The prodigal son, he came home, but we call him the prodigal son. The woman with the issue of blood. She was healed, but we call her the woman with the issue of blood. Because we define you by your problem. And even after it has been solved, we want you to have your identity from your problem. Hallelujah. So this is blind Bartimaeus. This is the prodigal son. This is the woman with the issue of blood. Say that the son who came home. The son who came home, but you remain prodigal forever. Thank God that your identity is not from the world. Because when your identity is from the world, there are a lot of problems. When Hannah came to the temple, Eli said that you are a daughter of Belial. From the way you are weeping and put your drink from, uh, uh, away from you. People have a way of dismissing our problems and giving easy solutions. Bahana said, I'm not a daughter of Belial, I'm just a woman of a sorrowful spirit. And that is what has made me behave in this way. Amen. Amen. So sometimes, even we pastors can give you a wrong identity. That you are a daughter of Belial. But you are just a woman with a sorrowful spirit. Who is crying out to the Lord. And that's why Jesus said, I do not receive testimony from man. But the testimony of God, what God says about you, is greater. Amen. Some of you have been so defined by your parents, oh. by your spouse. You are a very wicked man. You are a very wicked woman. You will never say, every day, say, he says I'm wicked, so I am. He says I'm wicked, so I am. Is he your creator? Is he the one who made you? Is the one who made you who can define you? Right. So may we find our identity and definition yeah. from God Almighty. Hallelujah. And so Ruth, Naomi pushes them away. Go, go, go. And the Bible says that they lifted up their voices and they wept. You will have times of weeping in your walk with another woman. You will have times when you don't see eye to eye on an issue. But that is not the reason to just throw a relationship away. Because she says go, and you don't see that you should go. Why can you not celebrate your differences? Why can you say, oh, now she feels differently this way. But I'm allowing her. Give room. Give latitude. Hallelujah. So they lifted up their voices and they wept. You know, emotions just come and go. And you can't follow God with just emotions. After you have lifted up your voice and you have wept, you have to follow through to the end. But they lifted up their voices, they wept, then they went with her further again, and then they lifted up their, and they even kissed her, lifted up their voices, wept again, and then Oppa said at that point that, the way you keep pushing me away, the way you keep saying that it's okay to, know I should go to my mother's house and to their gods, I think it's time to go. And many times, we don't go on to nurture our relationships that are working because we feel that everybody should love you, everybody should want you, and everybody should be your best friend. But there are some uppers in your life, and there are some roots in your life. And not everybody is called to go all the way with you. Some are called to come just halfway with you. And sometimes, even when you are a pastor's wife, you don't understand, why is this church member, she, she's some way. Why is it that she's an oppa? Not a bad person, but an oppa because she can only come Up to a certain distance with you. Don't expect it's allowed. Don't expect everybody to become a Ruth. It is not supposed to be that way. So the key of acceptance: accept the offers around you, accept the offers in your life, and then flow with the Ruths. For your upper may be somebody else's Ruth. You know. But I don't mean that you should make an excuse when somebody is she's an upper. You should just go. She's an upper. The decision to go back must be taken by Opa herself. (laughs) Not you deciding who is Opa and who is. Please, because I know. You say, oh, this is her saw She said, she's an Opa. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) Amen, ladies. So they lifted up their voices. They wept. They kissed Naomi. But that didn't mean anything. There are times when you'll be very excited about your relationship with another sister. You get on the phone, hey, look what the Lord is doing. You know, there are those moments, you know, that you even kiss the person. You're emotionally bonded. Things are flowing. And then there are times when it will not be like that because life is in seasons. Amen. If a relationship is happy all the time, then there's something wrong. Every time, even you as an individual are just by yourself. You are not always happy with God. Just you and God. Oh. Not another human being. Just you and God. Say, Today, I don't feel that God loves me. Today, I feel that God has forgotten about me. That's why you should know that. That's why you have the problems you have. The way you think alone, by yourself. But when there's another person saying, and he is the cause of my thoughts. No. Because even God, before you met, you were like that. <laughs> amen Amen. and Opa just lifted her voice kissed Ruth uh, Naomi and then left but the Bible says that when Ruth saw when Naomi saw that Ruth was steadfastly minded to go with her she stopped speaking she stopped telling her to go away it takes steadfast mindedness to follow God through it takes a steadfast way of thinking not to give up on your Christian walk. Yeah. It takes a steadfast way of thinking to continue in your relationship with that sister who has hurt you so badly. You know, there's a message I preached at the Pastor's Wives Conference, I believe last year. I said, your love life. And people really bought the tape. I mean, not the people at the conference, the people at the conference but the people when it was announced, your love life. They thought something very romantic. But I was talking about your love life as in how you walk in love. Your love walk. (laughs) And what God has asked, you said, love life, it will solve all my bedroom problems. (laughs) There's a time for that too. Amen. But Ruth was steadfastly minded. It takes that kind of mindset to have a thriving relationship. Because it takes a steadfast mind not to give up easily on people. It takes a steadfast mind not to give up easily on any relationship God has blessed you with. It takes a steadfast mind to follow through. And why does she need a steadfast mind? Because something else comes in. And you need to overcome it and still forge ahead with that kind of thinking. But that is what the traits that Ruth saw and Naomi saw. It's not... A fighting spirit was steadfast. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, she stopped talking. And she left her. Okay, if you want to come, let's go. In the church, it takes steadfast mindedness to flow with people. If you want a place to be offended, come to the ministry. Opportunities abound. Career progression is innumerable. You will just flow. If that's what you are looking for, come to the ministry. There are many scars. There are many wounds. There's a lot of weeping, even in the church. But if you can only overcome that, if you can only be steadfast-minded, but most of the time, when the relationships go through that, they don't recover again. They are spoiled forever. It doesn't change. It doesn't improve. When you say you're forgiven, ah, you're forgiven, but, you know, self-preservation. This thing that has hurt me, I will ensure that it doesn't happen again. Because now we are, we are playing God. And we have to ensure that certain things don't happen to us again. And then you are losing certain things relationships that are supposed to bless you. and say, oh, I don't have anything against the person. And it's true. I don't have anything against the person, but to forge that bridge, I can't go further. I just want to stop it. And then we women, we have a lot of influence. So we want our husbands to join us in the quarrel. So did you see the way she looked at me? So really? Was there a look? How come you didn't say anything? She did. You will not say anything. She can, he cannot join your quarrel because he does feel the way you feel. You see, he was made directly from dust, but you were made from the side of God. You are high tech. The things that you feel, he cannot feel. It is Jesus is the only man who can feel the way we feel. Our high priest, who is touched by the feeling of our infirmities. Hallelujah. But most brothers, it's not that they want to be somewhere. But they just don't see what you are saying. And even when they see what you are saying, they don't feel that the solution should be your way Mm -hmm. of solving the problem. Mm -hmm. And then you say, oh, I mean, I, I can't flow with him. Look at how my husband is behaving. Don't even bother to bring him in. Rather, talk to another spiritual sister. She will weep with you. She will give you her own life's experiences. And she will tell you that together we will win. That's how it is. But it will be okay. You know? And brothers, we are just looking for understanding. Not agreement, but understanding. For some strange reason, they are... <laughs> so for you to just understand... Even if you don't agree with us, understand. Understand how you feel. Understand how painful it must be. Understand how frustrating it must be for you. Just understand understand how hard it is for you to work and to run our home at the same time. I understand. That alone is 80% of the problem solved. Amen, ladies. 20 is other things. (laughs) When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, she stopped entreating her. And Naomi still said, when they were entering the city, the woman said, Is this Naomi? Surely she had changed. Her experiences had battered her so much that she had changed. Sometimes when I see. A lot of the wild girls in the university, I see them in town. I see that life has battered them fully. And sometimes they are no longer even fashionable. They are wearing some cloth. I saw one with some scarf called in Ghana at a fast food place. I was shocked. I said, this is a person I knew. she was working with her husband and her two children these are my two children. Even the strength to speak. I said, hey. And she said, it's good to see you. I am now the chapter president for our is God is good, but even when you have come to know God, it doesn't mean you shouldn't look good anymore. But I think that sometimes life batters you so much that even the zeal to live leaves you. So when you get up, you look in the mirror, you say, it doesn't matter how I look. You know, so anyhow, any day, you are just moving, a moving disaster. <laughs> so when the woman saw Naomi, they said, is this Naomi? Is this Naomi? And it's not the men who made the commental. <laughs> the women who know that a woman has lost her husband and lost her two children. And instead of understanding, you are standing afar and saying is this naomi may we be delivered from the spirit of gossip and insensitivity you know when you look at the life of penina and hannah the bible says hannah did not have any children and penina she had and she had even variety sons and daughters you know and the bible says that she provoked hannah saw saw do you know what saw means a woman. Saw so, bleeding, she provoked her. The ability to provoke another woman. The ability to stir you up till your blood begins to flow. We have that gift. We are called. She provoked her so that she wept and did not eat. That's what the Bible said. She wept and she didn't eat. And then there comes Elkanah. So why do you weep? First question. Why do you not eat? Am I not? Why is your countenance falling? Am I not better to you than four sons? The four questions, Elkanah. Therefore, excuse me to say, foolish questions <laughs> that Elkanah asked. Why do you weep? Isn't it obvious? Why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Don't you know that sorrow can so get at you? That at a point, you can't even eat. You, you lose the desire to eat. You know, we all respond to despair differently. Some people, that's when they eat. They binge. And some people, that's when they don't eat. Bahana was the type that when she's despair, she doesn't eat. Why is your countenance falling? Why should my countenance be up? When I live with this every day, it's different when the other woman is in another house. But when she lives with you every day, when your penina is with you day and night, it's not easy and when penina sees Ekana, then she begins to set the table elki what will you uh, how how can such a nice woman do anything bad how how you know my mother does a lot of marriage counseling people come and see her then she'll be talking and and most of the time as a growing child i didn't even sit in her counseling sessions but i'll hear just bypass, pass, maybe bring a drink or bring some water. I'll hear what she's saying. And so one lady came and said, when I told my husband that this woman is not good, he should." My mother said, a man can never see that a woman is not good. He has to discover for himself. So you are wasting your breath. Don't tell him that a woman is not good. Leave him. He has to find out himself. When he finds out, he will walk into a wall. Boom. And then he comes out. He doesn't say anything. (laughs) But he will get to that place. Why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your countenance falling? Am I not better to you than ten sons? No, you are not. (laughs) A husband and a son are two different things. And it's true, you are good to me. The Bible says you loved me. The Bible says, you gave me a worthy portion. All that is true. But then the hunger in this area has not been fulfilled. And I have somebody stirring me up and provoking me daily. How can it be well with me? The person who should have understood her did not love her. And the person who loved her did not understand her. The dilemma of life. And the women who should have understood Naomi. The Bible didn't say they came and met. They said, Oh, Naomi, what has happened? It's been terrible. I understand. I'm going to be there for you. If if I think of it, if I should have such an experience, I don't know whether I will survive. But I celebrate your life in spite of how you are looking. You have survived. In spite of how you are looking. Look at you. You are here today. But they stood up. Is this Naomi? Have you seen her? Her clothes are faded. Have you seen her? You won't even recognize her. Is this Naomi? And she already was feeling depressed. So she said, call me not Naomi, but call me Mara. For the Lord has dealt bitterly. Oh, if only we'll be there for each other. Because different seasons come to us at different times. And just walking in love, just a loving act. You understand it because you're another woman. That's right. That's you understand how it is. Or you can even identify with if you have a penina in your house. It won't be easy. Most of you, your peninas live far away. You see them only on Sunday mornings. But Hannah had to live with a penina all those days. And one thing that Naomi said, it grieves me for your sakes. It's not only a one-sided relationship. The other person should also seek your well-being. The other person should also want it to be well with you. And Naomi even blessed them. She said that the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with me and the dead. It is very rare for your mother-in-law to bless you in this way. Because most people, to flow with their mother-in-law is not easy. And I think that everybody should read that chapter in model marriage about in-laws. Because in-laws are also people you have to walk in love with. Jesus said, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Pray for them that despise you. Do good to them that hate you. That is Jesus' blueprint, the four things. And so if your mother-in-law is your enemy, love her. If she curses you, bless her. If she does not do good to you, you do good to her, even if she hates you. And then if she despitefully uses you, pray for her. Four solutions to your all covered, all areas covered. Amen. Amen. Naomi said, the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with me and the dead. So she also released a blessing to the other woman. And she said, it grieves me for your sake. That is somebody who was identifying with the other people. She had her own problems. She had lost more than Ruth and Co had lost. She had lost her husband and two sons. They had lost a husband, each. But she said that it grieves me. It still hurts me. It still hurts me for your sake that this thing has happened. Can you put yourself in another sister's shoes? Or can you just with your... Uh, 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 A wave of the hand. Just dismiss her. Oh, leave her. Oh, that's how she is. You're a small problem. We haven't seen you for four weeks. And somebody's big problem, she keeps coming into the presence of the Lord. That's somebody to be celebrated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that person that God brings into your life will also bless you. She will seek your well-being. In spite of all the floods and the things that come, She will seek your well-being and she will want the best for you. That is how to identify the people that God brings your way. So even as she seeks your well-being and all that, she may be going through her own go-throughs. But it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you cannot have a blessed relationship with that person. And one thing Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you. Stop talking this way, Naomi. Entreat me not to leave you. Wherever you go, I will go. It's surprising that this verse is used for marriage, to show the marriage commitment, but it was actually between two women. And it shows that we can get to a place in our relationships where we will say, wherever you go, I will go. Hallelujah. Your people shall be my people. But most of us in marriage, your people shall stay your people. And my people shall be my people. That's how it is. But this woman's commitment was such, I said, your people. She has not seen them. She doesn't know the beasts among them. She doesn't know the orangus. She doesn't know who is nice. She's not using that to test. She's just decided that your people shall be my people. I don't need to know them. It's a commitment I, do, I make before I even meet the people. Your people shall be my people. God's people shall be my people. Church people shall be my people. Christians shall be my people. Irrespective of how they can shock. <laughs> irrespective. How can you stand in Moab? And as we are going to Bethlehem, you say my people shall be my people. Do you know them? I have some old aunt, very cantankerous. Ruth, do you know her? How do you now say my people shall be but Love is a decision. Love is a decision. You decide that I'm going to love. And i'm going to love this way and so your people shall be my people your god shall be my god it's not just people being people but you must share the same level of faith and commitment to god your sisterly relationship should not be so carnal. Kind now of. everything you talk about just hairdo, do her beloved has left her she's heartbroken uh, I've been offended you don't have any verse to share you cannot share your quiet time because your relationship is so carnal so carnal, so crass even when you say, the bible says your father say, hey, since when did you also start <laughs> quoting verses, hey have you also joined them sisters, because she's not used to that all that she's used to hearing you say carnal things there's a sale here, let's go did you see how that pastor looked at me? I was in London. Somebody, uh, one of the pastors told me, a church member who had left, whom I knew, had sent him a message that, since I left your church, I hear that you have been preaching about me. And I'm warning you, if you go on like that for two weeks, I will call you or come to your house and give you my piece of mind. Your And what the sheep had been through, none of us have been through it. I don't even want to say what it is. It is something out of the blue. Something, what she had been through. And this pastor would visit her, walk through with her, counsel her. And now you are sending him a message via another church member to warn him. That you are monitoring him for the next two weeks. If he continues to preach about you, why would he preach about you? You've left. Does he not have anything else to talk about? But you've forgotten. You've forgotten or you have diminished what he has done. And so what? It's his work. And so what? He's a pastor. And so what? And that is why you can send that message. That you are monitoring him for two weeks. After the two weeks, if he doesn't pass, it will not be easy for him. God forbid. God forgive. Your God shall be my God. Women have to rise up to the place where they have spiritual relationships. It's not something you force, but it's something that when you walk with God, when you meditate on the word, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it's not that when you see people, then you are now gathering your verses, but it comes naturally out of you. When somebody has a problem, I don't think that I have any solution. So I always think about the word. What would Jesus do? How did God take me through mine when I was walking on this road? How did it... You know just, but you know, the Bible says that we have not suffered to the point of shedding blood. Yeah, yeah. So sister, hold on, I think that we will win. Yes. We will win. It shall be well. you know? Yeah. And sometimes like, you no, know, you, you might talk that the Lord has left me and all that." And then your other sister may have to remind you, "Have you forgotten Emmanuel, God with us? He said, He will never leave us, Amen. nor forsake us, yeah. but we ourselves are no wed women. We ourselves don't walk according to the counsel of God. We walk more according to our emotions, according to our mother's advice, our father's advice, our friend's advice. And so when the things come up, what comes out of us is the carnal things. Your God shall be my God. Where you die, look at what she's thinking about. Where you die. There will I be buried long time. This relationship is still death as do part. I pray that relationships like that will be developed amongst us. (laughs) When your sister steps on your foot, you put a bandage, and then you mend it, and then you walk on. You follow on. You follow through. And these are not things that I have not done. Somebody listen to your your love life and phone Sister, mommy, all these things on the tape, are they practical? I said, every example I gave is practical to me. It's not something I went to get from somewhere. You know, I was telling them in London that somebody hmm, betrayed me. I was so... And the person was very close to me. You see, somebody wrote a letter to insult me. And the person who typed it was one of my best friends with insults and things in it. The one I read it, it was so much, but to cut a lot of story short, I said to my husband that this letter was not typed by the person who brought it. It was typed by somebody else. So how do you know, how do you know? I said, I know. <laughs> so we had a meeting about the letter that had been typed and who wrote it and it, no, it didn't have anything to do with this, my friend I thought had typed the letter. But when the person was going away, the meeting ended. Bishop was also there. I said, excuse me, can you please tell me who typed the letter for you? So it was a couple. They just looked at me. And, and Then I asked again, can you please tell me? And then my husband said, no, no, the meeting is over. What is it? Eh? It's over. You know men, how they sort of dress up. And then when the guy was getting his chair to go, I said, oh, I just wanted to know who wrote this letter for you. People had even gotten up to disperse. So the meeting was over. And then he mentioned the name. And I think that even my husband—it was like a bombshell. Wow! You know, so I said, "Oh, I see." So I told Bishop Saki, "Do you know this letter was written by this my very dear friend?" Said, oh no, it's not possible. How possible? I saw this one, dear. I will ask her. So he called the lady and said, "Are you the one who ties?" Yes, it was even worse than that. Even the insults, I removed some. And I was so heartbroken. I wept for like two days, you know. Every time I remember, oh, why? This woman, I've been through so much with her. And and why should I get this in return, you know? And then she came to my house two days after to tell me, sister, mommy, I'm so sorry. I don't know what came over me. I said, ah. How could you exercise such judgment? If you come and ask me, now what this person is saying, that you don't ask anything. You type the insults and you say you take some out to make it a bit more. I mean, how? She said, oh, it was just poor judgment. Forgive me. She wept. I also wept. But I say to the glory of God that today we are the best of friends. Still. Still. And you know, when I got there, I said, God, this is a test for me. And it's very hard. But if you will help me supernaturally, beyond myself, then I'll walk on that road. You know? And today, she's one of my... I mean, I always move with her. She calls me. Whatever problem she has, I flow with her. And I don't know if she has heard this story because I keep sharing it. (laughs) And the last time she came to me and said, you know, every time you preach, there's something, every time I buy tapes, there's something I want to ask you, but I'm not able to ask you. And that time I'd forgotten this story. So I said, oh, so ask me, hmm, I need courage. Okay, you I'm going, I'll come. (laughs) Up to today, the courage hasn't come. But where you die, where you die, where you die. You see, there are no roads that I've not walked on. That's why I say that if you want to be heard, come to the ministry. If you want opportunity to have beef and things with people, come to the minute. You will have a lot. But the wounds must heal so that we can move on. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. Many of you, your archives, you have to set it to fire ablaze so that the things can die. Hallelujah. And even when I was a child, whenever people quarreled with me, I, I have forgotten. So when I meet Pastor Joel, I forgot. So when he says, Hey, Sister Mami, how are you? I would chat Then in the middle. I say, Ah, oh, but this person. I'm supposed not to be flowing with him so much. But like the flow has already started. So I just... And my friends say to me, It's a good problem to have. Where you die, there will I be buried. Ruth was looking at the relationship that lasts for a long time. And a lifetime. Between two women. Is it possible? When a church is splitting, it's our little things. The Bible says it's the little foxes. that spoil the vine. She said this, and she, she thinks this. She has this, and I don't have that. Do you think Elizabeth and Mary could have flowed? Because there were many reasons why Elizabeth should not have been happy. First of all, she was an old woman. She had been barren for many years. The Bible says they were blameless before God, serving him. And you, God, you didn't send me a son. We've been asking you all these years. You didn't send me a son. And the way you decided to send me the son, you didn't send me Jesus, Oh, you sent me John the Baptist. I got the prophecy before Mary got her prophecy. But when you were sharing, you gave John the Baptist and reserved Jesus for another. Why? Why do you work that way, God? And when you came to my husband in the temple, he even he was worshipping, offering incense before you. Wow. And when he asked that, how can it be? You struck him down till John was christened or given a name. But Mary said, How can this things be? Seeing that I know not a man. The Bible says she was troubled at the says, Oh, the power of the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. That this shall they Mary did not even have a husband. She has not even asked you for a child. Then you come and give a virgin birth to her. What type of God are you? What type of... In this Mary, Crow that you have going to give Jesus. She's going to be even more disrespectful. Now that she has Jesus, and I have John the Baptist, God is very unfair. But Elizabeth was not that kind of woman. You will always have opportunity. The Bible says comparing yourselves to one another. We are no wise. But without a John the Baptist, Jesus would have never been. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so they needed a John the Baptist to prepare the way before a Jesus. But if we were Elizabeth, Mary would not even be able to come to our house. But the Bible says she hastened into the hill country to go and share with Elizabeth the good news. Many of us, we cannot even uh, stomach such news. And Elizabeth said, who am I? That the mother of my Lord. She was able to defer to a younger woman whom God had done something spiritual through. How is it that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For when you spoke, the baby in my womb leapt. We would have said that she probably is a witch. That's why the baby is sleeping. She probably is not normal. How come as soon as she entered my house, the baby is sleeping? But it was the Holy Ghost. She's coming to kill my baby. I'm also pregnant. You have come three months. The worst time of the pregnancy. It's not hiding. Excuse me. <laughs> Amen. And they comparing themselves with themselves. are know wise. And yet, Mary was able to tell Elizabeth, my soul magnifies the Lord. Let me ask you, Can somebody share her soul with you and trust you that it will be okay? Can somebody tell you what is in the depths of her heart and not feel that she will be betrayed? I wonder how many people in the church are that way. But if women will network and stand for each other. It takes us back to Titus chapter 2. That the older women shall teach the younger women to love their husbands to love their children, to be keepers at home, to be sober, to be discreet. This is God's purpose, but it's not happening because we don't believe each other, we don't flow with each other, and we don't want each other. But may the Lord bring healing and cleansing and wholesomeness, and may the things that we think we cannot do, may He give us supernatural power so that we will turn to each other and say, My sister, my sister, God bless us all. Please stand to your feet. Hallelujah. I want us to just enter a time of prayer. You know, there's no makeup or dressing up in the presence of God. The Bible says that requires truth. In the inward parts, the parts that cannot be seen, the parts that are hidden. We just want to bear ourselves up to God and say, Lord, look into my heart. David said, Search me, O God, because it's not easy to find. It takes the searching of the Holy Spirit to know where we are at and who we really are. And we want to pray and say, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See, 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 just in case. If there's any wicked way in me, cleanse me from every sin and set me free. Hallelujah. I want you to speak to God personally. I want you to speak to God one on one. I want you to tell Him that you want to be a blessing to another woman. You want to be sensitive to the needs of another woman. You want to be able to be healed of scars. And to bridge your relationships with other women. You want to be able to flourish in your relationship with other women. You want to feel what they feel. You want to stand with them. You want your God to be their God. And you want to go with them till death as duper. We are the pillars in the church. We may not be the visible ones, but we are the pillars. And we can make all the difference. And if there's anybody you are holding up in your heart, release the person today release a person into God's hands and not yours and allow God to do his work and if you don't have any such person pray that the Lord will preserve your heart and help you to guard your heart and keep your heart in the way it should be Hallelujah Search me
4: O God and know Oh God, try, try me. Oh, oh Lord, Lord and know my thoughts. Know my, my thoughts. thoughts. I pray. See if there be any wicked way. From every sin, bless me from every sin and set me free. A heart like yours, a heart like yours is my desire. For. Full of compassion. Full of compassion. Nothing wrong with it. Please help me, Lord. Give me a heart like yours. Purify my heart. to be holy i choose to
3: have you've held on for too long you have to let them go some of you you need to wipe the slate clean and behave as if nothing ever happened the Bible says that forgive as Christ has forgiven you some of us need the Holy Spirit to help us because the things are greater than us but God will help us God will open our hearts to receive his word talk to God from the bottom of your heart Oh yes Lord Heal God Heal the rips of oh God Heal the differences of oh God Heal the divisions of oh God Feel the fightings of oh God Heal the squabbles of oh God Make us whole again oh God Forgetting what lies behind Forgetting what lies behind Let your people strive on for that which lies ahead In Jesus name
4: In Jesus name
3: Oh yes Lord Father I pray for your people I pray that you will touch every life here I pray oh God that You will heal every wound The one that no surgeon's knife can touch. The one that nobody knows about. Oh God, those wounds that cause us not to walk on smoothly, but to be stumbling blocks to ourselves and to other people. I pray for healing, Lord. I pray, oh God, for those chronic cases. I pray that today they shall be rolled away supernaturally. I pray that you wipe the slate clean, oh God and give us the grace to also wipe the slate clean. Stop us from always going to the past, oh God. Stop us from always making references to the past, oh God. Cause us to forge ahead, oh God. Deliver us from division. Deliver us from infightings. Deliver us from jealousies. Heal us of our sins. Heal us of our wounds. Cleanse us by your blood. Make us whole, Jesus. Another touch, Lord. A new beginning, Lord, in Jesus' name. Oh, help us to build thriving and healthy and strong relationships. May the God of our sisters be our God. May we go with them till death us do part, oh God. May their people be our people, oh God. May we go where they go, oh God. I pray for supernatural action to be, oh God. To be how you want us to be. Thank you for a new beginning. For your word says, behold, I do a new thing. Begin a new thing in each life. Begin a new thing in each life, supernaturally. For if we go by our strength, we will fail. But thank you for the greater one that is in us. He's in us to put us over. He's in us to put us over and to make us overcome. He's in us to make it possible. Oh God, thank you. Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: It was great having you today. To find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Hewitt Mills, please visit at the Kodesh North Kaneshi or meet her on Facebook at Adelaide Hewitt Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243-187-900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.